0: Well, I hope this finds you well. Um, I want to take a minute and discuss some of the conversations that's been going on about whether or not uh, the coronavirus, the COVID-19 pandemic that's upon us is something that God has done to us. Is it something that he has uh, brought about as judgment, as uh, punishment, um, or as some other act of his own will. Um, I guess the first thing that I wanna address is some of the outlandish claims that I've heard. Uh, one being there was a pastor who apparently thinks that this was judgment upon uh, Jewish synagogues that it was happening to them because they deny their savior, which uh, is, is sort of a ridiculous claim. He seems to be completely tone deaf to the fact and oblivious to the fact that uh, this is happening to to churches and Christians uh, as well. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense at all. Um, it seems like a lot of people are sort of jumping on this um, and attempting to uh, make something out of this that is it is clearly not. And, and that, that sort of thing just needs to be uh, shot down immediately. Um, the, the, the next question is, is, is this in some way God's plan? Um, did he have some purpose Ahead of time for this, um, and and I, I think that the answer to that is is also no. Um, God's purpose and God's plan is set out uh, for us in Genesis, and and we're told that He created a good world, a good creation, and He puts man in the midst of it. and And what is going on here is certainly certainly not that. This was this was not what God created. This is not uh, His plan from the beginning. And I don't believe at all that He has brought this pandemic upon the world uh, for some larger purpose. Um, his plan was good. His plan was uh, the story that we have in the Garden of Eden, uh, everything created in harmony, um, nature, man, and God, all, to, all sort of together and, and good as we're told. So then, the question becomes: um, Why does God allow this to happen? Um, and I think I understand that question. Um, I certainly had things happen in my past, which we'll talk about another time, uh, where I find myself asking those questions: Why does God allow this this thing to happen? Why does He not stop, step in, and stop it? Um, why, if He's a good, and loving God, does does pain and suffering occur? And those are questions that have been plaguing Christian thinkers in the church and Christians uh, for a long time. If you're not asking yourself that question now, um, or if you haven't struggled with that question in the past, uh, I would be surprised um, if you haven't in the past, this is certainly a time when those questions come to the forefront and they're good questions. and and. Please don't let anybody tell you that somehow you're unfaithful or wrong for asking those questions. But um, having struggled with those questions and been through some pretty traumatic things, uh, which again, we'll discuss at a later date. But um, I, I do think in some way they were, for me going through what I've, I've, I've gone through, those are the, those, that's not the right question to be asking um, because the truth of the matter is things are broken uh, because we as humans broke it, maybe not we right now, but over the, the course of humanity, um, when sin enters the world, when sin entered the world, uh, that that changed everything. Uh, the good creation that God had made and placed us as humans in um, was broken along with humanity. Uh, we and, and we don't all... Have- often think about it that way. Uh, a lot of times when we think about sin and evil, we think about man's sin and the willful actions that we take that are contrary to God's uh, instruction and purpose and design for our life. And we call that sin and, and it is, um, and it's evil, but there's also a whole other category of evil known as natural evil. And it is it is the term that we use um, to talk about, the reality that the world itself uh, has has gone off track. Nature itself is off track. Um, Paul will tell us in Romans um, that the world is groaning for the time when Christ will return because it too is in bondage. He says, uh, it too is not, not in the state that it was created to be. Um, it bears the mark of sin as well. Uh, and in and, and Revelation, we're told that in the end, upon Christ's return, there'll be new heaven and new earth. And, and the fact that it needs to be recreated to be renewed uh, indicates that it is not in its proper state now, that there's something gone wrong with it. And so when we look at natural evil, whether it be uh, tornadoes, which have recently hit, uh, just before I sat down to sort of have this conversation, I uh, got to notice that uh, we've had earthquakes, um, those certainly have happened. I mean, think of the major earthquake that caused all the the havoc in Haiti years ago, um, a tsunami. Uh, you know, we, we've certainly seen plenty of things that we would categorize as natural evil. Those those are those are results of the brokenness of sin and the imprint that sin has had on the natural world. Um, and and we forget that that's the re, that's the case. Uh, we forget that there are in fact uh, forces, powers. Um, in this world that are opposed to God um, and those have consequences. And so um, when we say, does, did, did God allow this to happen? Well, God created a good world and it broke uh, in large part because of choices that humans have been making throughout time. And so it's broken. Um, is God a sovereign and powerful God that could stop it could change things, yes, but he chooses not to and and why is 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 a good question um, I'm not going to try to necessarily explain that away because it could be other, but I think it's important to talk about um, the reasons the biblical reasons for why we might think that the path that we are on, the reality that we find ourselves in uh, and and God not choosing to step in is is a good thing, which sounds certainly counterintuitive um, and I don't in any way mean, mean to um, diminish or undercut or belittle um, certainly the the fears that are sort of floating around um, the pain and suffering that is going on i mean we are we're obviously watching friends and family acquaintances, people we know die because of this um and I think that's another important point to make that if if we're going to say that somehow this is a test that God has given us, if God has caused this, um, what we're saying, and, I, and I've seen that, that, that people have said this pandemic is a test from God. I mean, what you're saying is God has chosen to to kill our friends and our family in order to test us. And I, I, I don't think for one moment that that is true. I don't think that God would test us in that way. Um, it certainly does test us, but that doesn't mean that it is a test that he has set out to give to us. Um, I, don't think, I don't think in any way God wants this to happen. Uh, I, I certainly don't think that God caused this. Uh, I do think that God is opposed to this uh, very strongly. Um, and I think God is calling us as the church to respond. Uh, I think that's part of our, our role um, but I think all that sort of begs the next question and that is why doesn't God do something? So if God doesn't want this to happen, if this isn't in his plan, if this isn't his purpose, then why doesn't he do something? Um, and as I say those words, I I, I remember um, yelling those words uh, as we went through what we did with, with our son um, and And in the midst of it, these are not words that I could hear. Uh, And and so if these, if what I'm about to say, you hear and it rubs you the wrong way and and it makes you angry, uh, I totally understand that. Uh, It's taken, it's been three years. it has been a process to get to this point for me, uh, processing what happened uh, with our son. Um, So, I mean, this is hard to hear, and certainly hard, almost impossible to process in the midst of tragedy. Um, but God has done something, and and He has ultimately defeated all of the pain and the suffering and the the natural evil, the sin that humans bring about, and and the evil that is present in the world, uh, the brokenness in the world. It has been defeated, and that's that's the that is the gospel. That is the message of the cross. That things have been defeated, but for some reason, which I don't pretend to know, um, he has decided to win the war, but allowed the battles to rage on. Um, and we are reminded that we live in the now, but not yet. The, the idea that the, the the battle has been won. The King has been crowned. Jesus has defeated death, but it will not be until his return and the creation of the new world, the new heaven, the new earth, uh, the resurrection um, that all will be put right. That that these, these evils, these natural evils, the, the virus that we find ourselves in the midst of um, the earthquakes, the tornadoes, the tsunamis, the volcanoes, um, that those things will, will cease. And so we live in a time when we have the promise that they will, but we certainly live with, the reality that they still exist um, and so that that you know what do we what do we do with that, and what do we do now? God's way of dealing with suffering uh, is is not to bring an end to it. Um, it is completely natural to find yourself in the midst of pain and suffering, real pain and suffering, death, uh, sickness, uh, trauma, fear that we all feel at the moment um, and to plead with God for an end to it. And in times, at times that that happens. I mean, I, I don't wanna say for a minute that God is not capable of stepping in and bringing an end to those things or to act in some miraculous way. And by that, I mean, sort of step in and break the laws of nature to bring an end to something um, or to alleviate suffering. But I don't think, I mean, I think reality bears out the fact that that typically does not happen. Um, We're not seeing a miraculous end to this. Uh, It continues to spike and go on and, and people continue to die despite all of the prayers that have been lifted up and the pleading with God to bring an end to it. Um, but I think one of the things that the cross tells us that is so profound is that God is a God that comes w- near to us, that enters into our pain and our suffering and, and did that in the form of, of Christ. Um, and so he knows that pain and suffering, but he also uh feels the sorrow um, I'm reminded of uh, the time when Lazarus has died and uh, Jesus has brought um, t- to his body and and when he arrives he knows full well what is going about to happen and we know having read the story that he's going to bring Lazarus back from the dead uh, yet when he arrives we're told that Jesus wept. You know, this is one of his best friends. Um, he doesn't just walk in and say, hey guys, you know, don't be sad. Why are you crying? Um, he he takes a moment and, and grieves with his friends and his family over the death of his friend. Um, I think that's a powerful powerful image uh, that God grieves with us. Um, And the truth of the matter is that God is with us in the midst of that grief, Um, regardless of whether or not we feel it. um, God doesn't necessarily remove us from that pain and suffering. I think the image of the cross is that we as Christians are called to go through that pain and suffering. And he takes us through that and that on the other side of that is, is resurrection, you know, certainly the literal death and resurrection. But I think also there are, uh, I think that is a metaphor for uh, circumstances such as this, that we go through pain and suffering and, and that God goes through it with us, that cries with us. He holds us through it. He leads us through it. Um, sometimes he comforts us through it and sometimes he does not. Um, or perhaps more accurately, sometimes we don't allow ourselves to feel that comfort. Um, and, and so we feel isolated, but on the other side of that, uh, there is there is purpose. And, and so I'm remind, you know also reminded that God promises that he will use these things for our good. So he may not cause it, he may not have, it may not be that he's the architect of it, that he thinks, oh, this will do them well. So I'm going to bring this about, but he knows that, when something like this comes upon us that he will bring it bring us through it and and we will be the better for it um i think that's very true I, that's definitely my experience having been through some difficult times um i think i think at the end of end of all that um at the end of the line of questioning i think we just need to be left with the fact that pain and suffering exists and it is an unfortunate and terrible reality of the broken world we live in, and we are in part to, to blame for that. Um, in as much as we we are sinful creatures ourselves, uh, we we partake in and are part of the breaking of not only our our sort of divine image and our humanity, but also the world around us, and that it is bondage because of humanity's sin, and, and we are part of that. Um, and so when we look at God and say, how, how is it possible that you could allow this to happen? Um, I understand that question. I've asked that question. Uh, You know, why God, if you are a good and loving God, are you not bringing an end to this? Um, But the, the hard truth is that we are in large measure to blame. we're responsible as humanity, and maybe not individuals. I don't think anything I did or you did caused this, but as a collective humanity, uh, over over the millennia, we've we've done harm to our Earth and, and we've broken things, and that's that's the truth. Um, and I think. When we say, well, why God, why don't you do something? Uh, you know, by that we mean, God, why aren't you breaking in in some miraculous way and, and change this and heal everyone and, and bring a stop to this? I think we need to look in the mirror and I think God looks back at us and says, well, I am, I am with you and I will get you through this. Um, and it may be unfortunately that some of us get through this by by means of death we need to remember that that is not the end. Uh, That is actually a a moment of great rejoicing, of freedom of reunion with our God. And that's something to be celebrated. Certainly not that we wish death upon people, but reunion with God is something to be celebrated. The death is not final. Um, And for those of us who don't die, we will get through the sickness and we will come out the other side, change people. And hopefully we are changed for the better um, that we are renewed in some way and brought into close relationship with our God. Um, But God did not cause this. Uh, God is with us in this. Um, And so my prayer for all of us is that we can remember that, that we can open our minds and our hearts, uh, our eyes and our ears to the reality that God is present in the midst of all of this. Uh, that he does want to comfort us, that he does want to come alongside of us, that he does want to encourage us and to equip us as his hands and feet uh, to do his work in the midst of this. And so may you feel that presence. May you know that there is a God who loves you, that is on your side, who is standing ready to comfort you and to carry you through this. Uh, May you let go of your fears and trust that regardless of what happens, even if what we consider the worst happens, that is still good. Uh, That there's still another side of that, that we will all be brought through that. Uh, May you feel his love and his mercy and his grace.